Hello, Simon. Hello, Bruce. How are you today? I'm feeling chipper. Thank you very much. How are you? Uh, I'm trying to think of a word that also means chipper. Uh, <laughs> without stealing your thunder, I'm feeling perky. Perky. There you go. We're perky and chipper. Maybe we should start by telling people who we are and what this is and what we do. That's a good idea. It uh, leaves less up to the imagination, doesn't it? <laughs> so we are, uh, first of all, I'm Simon Wells. And I'm Bruce Fielding. And we are both professional voiceover artists, as hopefully you can tell by yeah, now. Yeah, we can do this all day long. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we are also both nerds. We, we love random facts. We are both pub quiz attendees. We are. And um, we're here to share some of our useless knowledge with you through the platform of this podcast, which is called Factorally. We're not aficionados by any stretch of the imagination. We're not experts on any of the subjects that we talk about. But we're here to have a chat and you are welcome to come and listen. Shall we talk about bicycles? Go on then, why not? I don't know that much about bicycles, actually. Uh, I know a yeah. reasonable amount. I've had, I've, had you know, I've had some. I've got one at the moment. I had okay. a tricycle when I was very young. Did you? I did. I had a That's boot. It was a tricycle of... with a boot? Yes. Okay. Of course, I'm a chauffeur. Oh, well, naturally. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what did you put in the boot of your tricycle when you were a boy? Toys. It was blue. It was a baby blue colour. Oh, that's sweet. Little Bruce on his little trike. <laughs> yes. So what was your first bicycle? Um, my first bicycle was a BMX. I had a, a, a blue BMX. Couldn't do any tricks on it or anything like that, but it was the popular brand at the time, so that's what I had. And um, I took it down to the local park. We had this sort of, it was a very small racing track, and it was used primarily for remote-controlled cars. Oh, wow. Which my dad and I went and used quite a lot. We had a couple of RC cars. Um, but when there was no one using it for that purpose, kids went around it on, on their bikes. Yes. Uh, which I did with great glee. And gusto. Indeed. Some of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I learned to ride in my back garden, but I learned to ride backwards because there was, there was a hill. And I figured I was safer going down the hill backwards than going down forwards. <laughs> and I, I, I was completely unsupervised. I was given a bicycle. Okay. And go, there you go. Learn to ride that. That's an interesting logic. Um, immediately that makes me think, how on earth did you know where you were going? I was, it was only in the back garden I, I knew where oh, I was Oh, fine. Going. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay then. <laughs> so bicycles. Yes. Bicycle. It's like two wheels. Very good. Yep. The etymology of, of the cycle bit comes from the word kuklos, which means wheel. So a bicycle is a, a two-wheeled device. And um, these have come in so many different shapes and sizes and varieties over the years. The first uh, piece of equipment that we can sort of look at that looks like what we would imagine didn't have pedals, uh, but it was called the dandy horse. Yes. I'll put some in the show notes. There's some wonderful pictures of like, people dressed up <laughs> on, on dandy horses. Yeah, so yes, you know, gentlemen in top hats, ladies in, in big billowing gowns rode these things. Um, dandy horse, uh, it, it was originally... I say it was originally. There are different claims, as always. The most likely It was British. Claim... No, no, it was definitely <laughs> British. <laughs> if you ask the French, they say it was them. If you ask us, you say it was us. It was most likely a, a German chap called Karl Dreis who created the Laufmaschine, the running machine, uh, in 1817. But not a running machine. Not a machine that runs. Yes, and not one of the machines that you get on to run. No, <laughs> no, not that. Um, 
So these things have actually had a bit of a resurgence with children recently. I think they call them balance bikes these days. Um, a, a small wooden bike with no pedals or anything like that, uh -huh. and your feet touch the ground, and you simply push yourself along one foot at a time. I've no idea why I'm making this action. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's how it started off. It, uh, you, you sat astride this wooden frame, and you sort of walked yourself or ran yourself along. On wheels. So you could kind of like lift lift your feet up when you were going downhill. Yes. And let, let, did it have brakes? No. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of put your foot out on the ground and dragged yourself to a halt. Um, right. But at the so same avoid time, hills then. Avoid hills. Yes, absolutely. You know, going up one would be nigh on impossible anyway yes. under under yeah, such that's conditions. True. Yeah. Um, but yes, the idea of seeing a, a Victorian lady or gent astride one of these things is is quite a silly image <laughs> yes and i think when they did the, the illustrations they kind of overdid the legs as well so it always looks like they've got sort of fairly short body and a fair, and fairly <laughs> long legs yes that's true <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, the the dandy horse or the lauf machine yeah um and then it sort of went through various permutations it, you know, in in french it was called the velocipede yeah. Um, which means well, isn't fast that a foot. dinosaur? Close. <laughs> That's a velociraptor. Okay. Silly. Sorry. Being silly. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so the, the, this thing first appeared in nineteen. Sorry, in in eighteen seventeen. Um, it was not until around the late eighteen thirties, early eighteen forties, that they became mechanical. Pedals were put on, so instead of going under. Well, I suppose you're still under foot power in a strange yes, way. But yeah. instead of pushing yourself along with your feet, there were pedals attached directly to the front wheel. And as you turned the pedals, the wheel went round. And that's okay. what made you go. Um, several claims for that as well. Uh, it may have been first invented by a Scottish fellow called Kirkpatrick Macmillan in 1839. It may have been invented by a Frenchman around the same time. It was the Scotsman. It was, was it? Yeah. You sound very certain. Don't I? I that's, that's one of my specialities in voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. No, I really don't. Well, you said it in such a manner that uh, it sounds trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so this Scotsman that invented the, the pedal-powered bicycle. Absolutely, uncategorically yes. invented Uncate it. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, so were, they, were both the wheels at that point the same size? No. So right from the start, the front wheel was slightly bigger than the back um, until we got to the point of it being ridiculously bigger than the yes. one on the back. Think of and a penny, penny farthing. The penny farthing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can never remember which of those two coins is bigger, a penny or a farthing. <sighs> You're so young. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so a penny was bigger. Was it? A farthing was a quarter of a penny. Okay. Well, there you go. Right, so the penny was the front wheel and the farthing was the back wheel is what we've established. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, with the seat precariously perched uh, r directly above the centre of, of, the, of the front wheel. Um, so it was quite a thing to, to get onto. You sort of pushed the bike along, you clambered one foot up onto the pedal and then you just jumped up onto the seat above the front wheel yeah i've seen people do it have you in real yeah. life yeah yeah it just look it frightens me it looks really scary if you're practiced at it it looks very elegant mm, okay. because you basically you sort of like hop along 
you sort of run with the bike a little bit to get it up to speed. Mm. And then you sort of hop on with your, it's a bit like a horse. You kind of put your left foot on the left pedal first with your right foot sort of trailing. Yes. And then you sort of hop and then you swing your right leg over the, over the bicycle. Yes. And then sit down. That was a perfect description. Yes. But yes, if you, if you see people who don't know what they're doing do it, it looks very clumsy and horrible and generally ends in tears. Mm. But um, yeah, if you see somebody who knows what they're doing. It looks good. So yes, the, the, the front wheel was bigger than the back wheel. Um, in, a, in a time before gears, you know, the, the pedals were fixed, completely yeah. fixed fixie. To, the, to the wheel. A fixie. A fixie, is that what they called it? Yeah, well, no, that's what they call it now. Oh, I see. When you have, you know, you know, people have those really posh, super duper light aluminium sort of uh, titanium oh, right. carbon fiber bikes that have no gears. They basically yes. it's, a, it's a direct drive yes. from the pedal to the back wheel. Yes, they're called fixies because it's a fixed it's ratio. Fixed. Oh, I see, I see. So you really do have to pedal as hard as as you know as matches the speed that you're going and the exactly. number of rotations of the wheel. Yes, no Sturmy Archer for you, young man. Thank you. <laughs> Care to explain yourself? <laughs> Sturmy Archer. Hmm. Stur- I mean, when I was a kid, Sturmy Archer gears was like it's like a, the first three-speed uh, gear was a, was a Sturmy Archer gear. Oh, I mean, I see. It was like a a fairly large aluminium control, hmm. and yes, it had like a, a lever on it, and you would click it like with a very satisfying clack hmm. from between one, two, and three, hmm. and it would shift the uh, the the, the railer would shift the chain from the smallest to the largest uh, gearing. Right, okay. So no gears on these things. No gears on them at all. Um, yeah, so gears didn't come in until the early 1870s. So this idea of having your pedals fixed directly to the wheel went on for you know half a century um, before, here it comes, an English person, Bruce. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> and you know, I actually know who made the, the, the company that made the first geared bicycle. Go on then, over to you. It's a company called Aerial. Ah. And the reason I know this is because the company, well, there's a company called Aerial that mm. still exists. I mean, Aerial went on from making uh, bicycles to motorcycles. So the square, the, it was called the Square, the square 4 Aerial right. motorcycle was very famous okay. in its day. Um, and then some... Nearly 20 years ago, um, a guy started to make uh, motor vehicles right. called aerials. Okay. And I bought one of the first aerial atoms oh, that, really? was, that was made Ooh. and bought to, like two more after that one. Okay. And founded the Owners Club. So I was the, I was, I was the chairman of the Aerial Atom Owners Club. Wow. So uh, that's why I know about aerial bicycles. But I don't okay. know much more about them than that. <laughs> you... First geared bicycle. You you know more about them than I do because I wasn't going to um I wasn't even going to mention the fact that they were called Ariel because I didn't realise that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know that it was invented by a chap called James Starley in yeah. 1871, but I hadn't hadn't twigged onto the name Ariel. As soon as you started talking about Ariel, I started thinking of um, washing powder. Yeah, or the Little Mermaid. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this uh, gentleman, James Starley. Um, there were three English chaps based around Coventry who who got together to create the first, what they called then the safety bicycle. Um, because the pedals were fixed directly to the wheels, it meant that you couldn't really slow down 
terribly quickly without you know doing yourself a mischief yes or or you know without the, the bicycle just sort of grinding to a complete halt T- or tumbling yes exactly yeah. and there were quite a few accidents that you know had occurred because of this so yes starley lawson and shergold uh, introduced the the uh, the first chained bicycle certainly um and then as you say the first geared bike in in 1871 um so that meant that you didn't have to have the enormous front wheel anymore uh it meant that uh the you know you didn't have to be so high off the road because of the enormous front wheel and therefore it was all a little bit safer and this was in the uk or all over the world uh, so it started off in coventry in the uk and it, it slowly well not very slowly actually it quickly <laughs> came on people suddenly realized oh yeah this is quite a good idea I mean, they were big in America, obviously, mm-hmm. huge bicycles in America. Yeah. They, they kind of gave you that freedom yeah. for, 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 for less well-off people who couldn't afford a horse. Right. So if you can't afford a horse and you can't afford to keep a horse, what you can do is you can have a bicycle. Mm. And there were a pair of brothers in America who thought, hmm, this bicycle idea, that's quite good. So they, they started a factory uh, and their surname was Wright. Right. And these Wright brothers started a bicycle factory. And I think you might have heard of what they did after that. Yeah, something about flying. <laughs> I can't really remember. Something. Anyway, yeah. they, it, it, basically their bicycle business took off and they, they did really, really well. And um, they, they managed to invest in other things. Right, fine. But they started off making bikes. They were originally a bicycle company. I did not know that. But they've taken off quite a lot now, haven't they? I mean, it just exploded globally. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a terribly proficient cyclist. The majority of my experience of cycling comes from the fact that I used to be a postman, and um, the the bicycle was a you know an essential part of our equipment. A two, one of those two tonners. <laughs> so, Royal Mail used a, a manufacturer called Pashley. Um, oh, they're very smart bicycles, hmm. Pashley. Yeah. So we went through we. I'm not with them anymore. They went through a few different uh, varieties of of bicycle, but uh, the one that was prevalent whilst I was there was called the Pashley Pronto, uh, which was a step-through bicycle. You could sort of slip on and off the bike on either side, um, you know, without doing yourself too much yes. of, a, of a bother. Because there was a crossbar, which was like, a, I'm, I, I, again, I'm using my hands again. <laughs> Bruce is now making a very good rendition of a crossbar using his arm parallel to the ground. Thank you very much. As opposed to the, so that was sort of like the male crossbar. Yes. And then they realized that it was very difficult for women in sort of large skirts to get over that crossbar. Yes. So they, they, they basically made it into like a, a second bar at the bottom. Yes, that's right. Yes. So you sort of had a, a big gaping back uh, gap between the upright that held the saddle and the upright that held the, the handlebars. You just had yes. a, a gap in between the two and you could just casually sidle your way out of it. Um, many of the uh, postal workers I worked with referred to it as the lady's bike in a slightly derogatory fashion, but I liked it. So yes, Royal Mail were using bicycles to deliver the mail for ages, ever since sort of the mid-1800s they started using them. They they started giving their postal workers an, an allowance to go and buy their own bike if they wanted to. Um, but in 1896, they made it an official policy and, and started buying and then producing their own bicycles for their staff to use. And uh, then in 2010, whilst I was still in the company, they officially stopped 
using them. Oh, shame. Postman on a bicycle, such a nice thing. Isn't it? What an image. <laughs> bicycles haven't always been for fun. Mm. They were also used in the Boer War. Really? <laughs> yes. Talk about that then. So, so in 1895, in the Jameson Raid, right? Um, uh, it was in the Second Boer War. Mm-hmm. Horses were on the way out, but they didn't want to go full sort of... 1895, there were really no cars. Mm. But they realised they needed something to replace the horses. So they, they, they adopted the bicycle. Okay. And then this was kind of picked up by the Germans in the First World War. Right. Who had the Jaeger Light Infantry Battalion of, of bicycles. Wow. So the, the, Ger- the German military had, had them, and they had them in the Second World War as well. Okay. Um, they had their, there were bicycle um, battalions. Really? Because the other thing is, of course, that you can't jump out of a plane with a horse. No, I've heard that. So it's quite tricky. Yeah. But you can jump out of a plane with a bicycle. <laughs> so technically, if you're a paratrooper, you can hit the, you can hit oh. the ground and you don't have to be running. You can be cycling. Right. So you get to where you're going much faster. You can be dropped slightly further away, so a bit more safe, and then cycle into the, to the, to the zone that you're supposed to be fighting in. I had no idea this was a thing that they did. It's it's amazing. And the Japanese in the Second World War employed bicycles everywhere because a lot of those jungles that they were in were quite tricky to navigate. But actually mm. on a bicycle, you're quite narrow. Yeah. So you can go through gaps and you can move faster and you kind of get, get from A to B a lot quicker than you do by marching. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah, how interesting. And and in fact, the Eastern European and Scandinavian armies, like the, the Finnish, the Swedish, the Polish armies, um, they were using bicycles until about 1970. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. There's only one con- country that actually didn't ever bother using uh, bicycles in, in the military. Can you guess which one that was? Oh, don't tell me it was us. It wasn't us. Oh, good. Okay. It was the Americans. Oh, really? Yes. Americans have never used bicycles in war. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, there are there are a lot more countries that have used bicycles in war than I ever realised because yes. I didn't realise that was a thing. Isn't it good? Mm. Well, it's not good. I well, mean, war is war, war is, is never, never good. good. No, but fantastic. I'm I'm sort of I'm picturing an awful lot of uh, soldiers on bikes hurtling towards each other, perhaps to the ride of the Valkyries or something like that. You know, <laughs> in a sort of very aggressive and determined manner. Yes, almost like jousting. <laughs> It, that, you know, that, that was the picture that's going through my head, although they probably either had um, uh, rifles with bayonets fitted yes. Yes. or they would have had machine guns. Yes. I think they uh, mostly didn't use them for actively battle. I think they used hmm. them for, for transportation just to get from A to B. Okay. No, you've just, no, you've ruined that, that image now. No. <laughs> they used it for jousting. <laughs> but there have been various improvements to the bicycle over the years. Mm. I guess the biggest advance that came was, was on the tyres and, and, and the wheels. Yes, that's true, yeah. Yeah, they were originally um, some of the earliest um, bicycles, you know, even sort of going back to the dandy horse I mentioned right at the start. Um, some of them were nicknamed the bone shaker. Yes, they, they, some of them still are, aren't they, today? It's like, oh, oh getting really? on the old bone shaker. Oh, I didn't realise that was still in use. But yeah, in in the days where there was zero suspension and your wheels were solid wood, <laughs> you're going to feel absolutely every bump. I mean, there, there have been all sorts of other other improvements and and advantages to to, mm. to riding bicycles. And yeah. as you said, suspension is another big one. Yes, and brakes and 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 having rubber brake brake blocks. Rubber brake blocks. Ru- 
Okay. Tongue twister of the day. It's tongue twister time for the voiceovers. <laughs> rubber brake rubber blocks. Rubber, rubber brake blocks. Rubber brake blocks. Oh, I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to use it. That's far better than Betty Bosser with her bitter batter bit. <laughs> or something. Yes, it's better than that. Good. <laughs> so, yeah, so so we had sort of rubber brakes and we had uh, suspension and all sorts of... Mm. And, then, and then the seats got comfier as well. Yes, yes. And the and the first seats actually were sprung, right? Okay, yeah. Well, the first the first comfy seats yeah. were sprung, and yeah. then they started to put like more fabric and material and and padding in them. Yes, and then they started taking it out for some reason recently, and, it, and the bicycle seats now look as though they do some serious damage. They're very narrow and, and pointy yes. looking, aren't they? They don't look yes. comfortable at all. No, I think, uh, but I think what that is is that if you see the very well designed. Uh, Lycra cycling mm. shorts. Mm. They they are padded in that area. That's true. The seat so, itself, yes. So maybe the padding has moved from the seat mm. to the clothing. Interesting. I mean, some some bikes are actually probably quite comfortable. There's a thing called a recumbent. Okay. Do you know about recumbent bicycles? No. I mean, they are literally what they sound like. They're bicycles that you lay down in. Oh, so, is that what those are called? Yes. Ah. So the so the pedals are way up the front. Yes. And the seat is like halfway, and there's like a, a, a back. So you, so you actually like settle down. They're very low. Yeah. So if you're driving any kind of decent sized car, you yeah. can't see them. Yeah. So they have to have flagpoles and stuff to make sure <laughs> that you can actually see where they go. But there are, there is a, a lot of people who believe that the recumbent bicycle is a is is the next level is is the evolution of the bicycle. Oh, we did talk about gears. Earlier oh yes, as well, and how how gearing helps you to. I mean, gearing is one of the things that helps you to go faster, helps yeah. you go uphill. I, I I did a quick bit of research and I discovered there was a bike that had fifteen hundred gears on it. <laughs> <laughs> Beg your pardon. I can't even picture what that would look like. I think it's you know when you make a sandwich with eight pieces of bread. Oh yeah, standard every day. <laughs> and each between each piece of bread, there's quite a large filling. I would yeah. imagine it looked like that. Yeah, I would think so. It was like practically impossible to eat, i.e., practically impossible to ride. <laughs> That's a lot of gears. That is an awful lot of gears. I was having a look at um, what what is the fastest speed that someone has ever managed to get on a on a pedal bicycle. Um, well, obviously, the speed limit is 20 miles an hour in Regent's Park, so nobody ever goes faster than that. Of course not, no. Um, I would think it would probably be up in the 60s, 60 miles an hour, maybe 70 miles an hour. Okay, that's a good guess, 183. <laughs> um, now, I should I should caveat this. What? Yeah, yeah. I should state that that speed wasn't gotten up to by manual power. Okay. They had a helping hand. But... So they didn't start tow rope. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) this was um, this was in uh, September of 2018. Uh, Denise Muller Koronek from San Diego set this this record, and um, she was towed by a a drag car um, up to that speed, and then you know released, and she maintained that speed for a, a, a full minute. Can you imagine what the gearing must have been like on that bicycle? Oh, it must be phenomenal, mustn't it? But the, because of the, the speed she was going, the, the uh, dragster, the car that took her up to that speed, had sort of a, a screen around the back of it, which created a nice little slipstream. Oh, a bubble. Yeah, yes. exactly, yeah. So very, very wind, you know, very little wind resistance, and, and she managed to maintain that staggeringly high speed in the wake of this car. For a full minute, and and that was you know that is officially the fastest that anyone has ever cycled. 
on a bicycle. And that's on the flat. I guess that must be on the flat rather than down the hill. Yeah, so this was done uh, in Utah uh, on one of the salt lakes there. Oh, so wow. a, a nice big open flat area. I mean, you know, fr- frankly, for me, going like 20 or 30 on, on a bicycle, <laughs> Is I, 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 I do have a bicycle. Right. Um, and... Um, it, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's not as nice as going on the motorcycles, but it, it's fine. It does the job. It does the job. <laughs> and I have I've actually replaced the front wheel with an electric front wheel. So oh okay. It'll it it's kind of a little. I get a little bit of an assist. Right. With it, which, okay. is, which is nice. Electric bicycles. That's something I did no research on at all. No, me neither. I don't believe in them. I think they're basically motorcycles. It, it's a bicycle with a motor, so it's a motorcycle. Yes. And in fact, some of the earliest motorcycles uh, were bicycles. Right. There was a thing in France, I, I remember in my youth, called a, is it a Velocet, which is like a, it's, it's a bicycle, but they have a very small um, petrol motor, mm. like a two-stroke motor. Anyway, so it, has, so it has a rubber wheel that drives the front wheel. Right. And... You can adjust the power of that on the handlebar. So technically, it is a sort of a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. But it's a, it's a bicycle that you've added a, a motor to. Yeah, yeah. And the first motorcycles were actually bicycles that you added motors to. I know you like a fact. Did you discover what the longest bicycle was? Um, I did. Now, we've had a few occasions in the past where we both think that we've found the correct world record. Is Simon's bigger than mine? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So on the count of three, let's say how long the longest bicycle okay, we've in feet or meters. Um, oh, crikey! I've got mine in feet. I'll I'll convert mine to feet. It's fine. Okay, just to keep up with you. Okay. Okay. One, One two, three. three. One hundred and thirty-six feet. Feet. Oh, oh, you beat me. Okay, talk about yours. <laughs> I, I researched it. I saw. I thought Simon's going to want to <laughs> say how long the longest bike is, and and I yeah I got to hundred. So obviously right. you beat me. So tell me more about your one hundred and fifty five foot. So my one hundred and fifty five foot and eight inch long bicycle, which in metric is forty seven and a half meters. Uh, this was built by an Australian fellow called Bernie Ryan, and um, it's it's a very odd looking thing it, it's it's just one big long continuous welded um frame of, of bars and crossbars and so on it's got a seat at the front yeah uh where the one person sits and steers it has a seat right at the back where someone sits and pedals yeah and then there's just an awful lot of frame in, in between the two <laughs> so just a huge amount of space between the front and the back yes yes i don't think it really has any useful practical purpose it's probably very difficult to get round corners on where are the brakes i suppose they're on the person at the front i didn't look into that because because it's a bit you know you see these cars where um they put one car on top of another and one the car on top has the steering wheel and the car on the bottom has the accelerator and brake yeah yeah You, you must be able to have to have contact with the the person sitting 155 feet behind you. You'd like to think so, wouldn't so, you? Yes. yes. Stop pedaling. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you can fill that 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 you can fill that space with more seats and more handlebars and more and more pedals. Well, yes, I would imagine so. Yeah. I remember the remember the goodies. Yes, I do. Goody goody yum yum. 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 Yes. Uh, used to have a, a. Now, now I look this up. Hmm. All bicycles with more than one seat are called tandems. Are they? The, the, regardless of how many seats they have. So the goodies had a three-seater, 
which is which they called a trandum, right? Because it was three. It was funny, but technically it's a it's it's actually a tandem. So right. the the goodies trip triple bicycle was was a tandem. Okay, um, as was the one that had thirty five seats. What that was sixty seven foot long. <laughs> <laughs> Still called a tandem. Oh, brilliant! But thirty five people riding it, and all pedaling. And all pedaling. Okay. I mean, that makes a lot more sense than this. But can you imagine organising 35 people to, to start pedalling at the same time? Uh, it would probably have taken quite a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Right? A whistle, at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> the very least. So there we go. That has been another episode of Factorally. Thank you so much for coming along and, and listening to us waffle. Thank you. Um, and if you've enjoyed yourself, then please come again next time where we will pick another random topic to talk about for about half an hour and we will enjoy your company then. Definitely. Until then, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.